Hello. Hi, everybody. Are we starting? Is yeah. this starting? Yeah, oh, we're okay. Yeah. This is Sarah Westcott. <laughs> this is Katie Willie, and we are starting. <laughs> and this is To Be Red. <laughs> podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. Yay! I'm, I'm my favorite thing to do. I know. Talk about books and, and drink alcohol? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> same. <laughs> same, same. So we haven't made it to noon on a Sunday morning. Not yet. We're almost there. It's not that It's not that big a deal. I mean, what we got? We got nine minutes until yeah. noon, and we haven't even had a sip yet, no. so we might We're not be making fine. it nine minutes. We might. We sure. might. You never okay. know. Right. Um, how you been, Katie? I'm good. Yeah? Good. Yeah. School started. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like, a uh, mental breakdown Thursday morning. Like, I felt like we prepared so much. Was Thursday your first day, too? Yeah. 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 I felt like we tried to prepare so much, and then... Um, Thursday morning, it was almost like an argument with Adam to try to get him to not wear gym shorts. Mm. I don't really want to wear khakis. And I'm like, look, at, I don't really pick out your clothes. Yeah. Hardly ever. Like yeah. one day I'm asking you to wear something nice. Yeah. And then he did. And I took pictures and it was nice. And he looked fine and he looked good. And then... At one point, I was like, all of your friends are going to be dressed up. Looks like, you can't say that. And I was like, almost all of your friends are going to be dressed up. Yeah. And then on my way into work, I'm like, why? Why am I having this argument? Why am yeah. I fighting this fight? Yeah. Like, what is it's, the point of that? It's a pick your battles type situation. Right. But then yeah. also, like, is it really just because I grew up thinking you have to look good on your first day of school? But yeah. do I... Do, why? I like to... I, I prefer when the kids dress a little nicely because it's like, hey, I just bought you a bunch of new clothes. You're not wearing a single piece of them. You know, yeah. Sophie wore a new shirt, whatever. I'm telling you right now, it's difficult to find clothes for girls. Yeah. It is tough to find clothes for geared towards her age. Everything is geared towards teenagers. It's all crop tops uh, and yeah. like, you know, whatever. And I don't I don't really mind that, but she's not she's at not that there age. Yet. Yeah. yeah, she's not at that age yet. And like she's a little self-conscious about showing things or whatever. So I did end up buying her a couple of crop tops, but she's so small that they are the crop regular, tops on regular her tops. Yet. She'll grow, in, she'll <laughs> grow into <laughs> them and she'll be able to wear them for years. But it's it's I have the same I have the same argument with my kids every year and and the only day I force them to wear certain things, picture day. That's it. Yeah. I'm just like I, we picture day and Thanksgiving are when they have to dress yeah. dress up for me or dress nicely for me. Um, and that's it. I, I've, I've stopped having the conver- the argument because it's like they never want to wear jeans. They're yeah. never, like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's always gym shorts or sweatpants or something. Yeah. And whatever. All of the kids these days are, are wearing those things. They're not right. dressing like we did right. in school. Right. Which is so weird to me. Yeah. But it, it's so, like I, we, I never went to school in sweatpants. But it was honestly, always like that's my argument for wanting to stay home and work at home is like I like wearing a dress to work, but yeah. I don't want to wear – I don't want to get dressed up every day. Like, no, I'm I know. quite content in my comfy clothes. Yes. Like absolutely, I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't yeah, know. and it's it's also school. It's not like it's work. It's not you know what I right. mean. So it's not that big of a deal. But right. yeah, yeah, I, we have the same argument. And then I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, why am I arguing over this? Whatever, just let him just do what you need to. Yeah. As long as he's clean and he smells good. Well, that's whatever. the thing, right? You he's know? not. It doesn't look like he crawled out of a dump pile. Exactly. So I exactly. Can't argue with it. I yeah, just same. did on Thursday, but I'm not going to. <laughs> not going to anymore. No. We've moved on. Yeah. We've evolved. Yes. Somewhat. <laughs> So how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, um, I'm curious, Katie. I have been in like a freaking reading funk lately. I'm I'm reading a book that I'm just not super interested in. Okay. And like I'm interested in, I guess enough not to DNF it, but like I'm I'm like it's it's making me not want to read. Like typically when I'm in a in a book that I really want to read, I'm like every second I really want to sit down and keep, read it. Yeah. Yes, and it's just like it's I'm, I'm frustrated. What like, is it? It's called Reset, and it's basically about um, uh, every four years, everybody 
over a certain age, I think once you hit 16 or something, everybody gets reset. You're like tabula rasa, like nothing. You nothing. don't remember no anything. No families. No nothing. families, nothing. You are um, the the system raises, like people don't even give birth anymore. People are made in like a lab or whatever. And the reason why you get wiped out is because then there's no attachment. There's no love. There's no reason for wars anymore. Like none of that stuff. So um, it's it's really... I don't know. I mean, I, I think the premise of it is really cool, but at the same time, I'm really but not. But the book's not written enough to captivate not, you. It's not. Uh, it's not captivating. It's not, and it's kind of written in. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I'm not. So I'm not super into it. So I feel like I'm. I'm stuck a little bit, and I'm bummed about it. Have you read anything else? Um, let me just check. I don't think so. I honestly, I think other than other than the book we're going to talk about today, I don't think I've read anything in a in like a week or so, and that's upsetting. Do you read the book club book? A while before book club, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, I read The Need. I think I talked about that a little bit. I think so. Yes, I read The Need by Helen Phillips. Um, That was weird. Okay. It was weird. Um, It was about a woman who, who is a paleontologist, I guess, and she digs, they dig up this site that they keep finding weird artifacts that are that are like artifacts that we have here, but different in little ways, like a Coke bottle that's shaped just a little bit differently, a okay. Bible. So the, the main catalyst of it is that there's a Bible. They find a Bible in this site, and uh, the pronoun is she. So God is a woman oh. in this. So it fucking flips people out, whatever. And um, But the main, the main crux of the story is a woman and her children and, like, the need she has to have them and they have for her. And... Um, it's a very weird, like there's weird shit going on. Like she finds her doppelganger, her doppelganger tries to take over over her life. Oh, that's awesome. And awkward. then it ends very ambiguously yeah. and weirdly. I don't know. It was strange. It was interesting, but it was strange. I mean, I read it, it was quick. Whatever. But that's um, it. How about you? So I read The Farm by Joanne Ramos, which was yeah. our book club book. Yeah. Yes, it was. Could have not read that and been happier. In my Same. Life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just finished uh, yesterday, I Will Find You by Harlan Coben. Just a okay. fast, like, yeah. sort of suspenseful. Yeah. It was kind of cool because it was about a prison, a guy that breaks out of prison. So, like, I could very much relate and see how, like, some of it played out. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you could relate because you you broken out of prison before. I have. <laughs> about three months ago um but just like that it was good yeah and that one like captivated me um and then i have a giant pile of all of our next i have a giant pile of all of our next podcast books yeah and then i also have a giant pile of all these books that i want to read that i've had on my and i just keep trying to go back and forth between have to and want to yeah not that i don't want to read our books but you know what i mean it's funny because, like, I mean, I, I bought all of our next upcoming mm-hmm. books as well, and um, I think I just don't have the measure yet, which I think is one of the ones that we just added on. Yeah, most it's recently. pretty far at the bottom. Yeah, and and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is another one we literally just added. Um, so I have that too. I want to. You sent me a picture of your your My podcast books. Yep. Send me a picture of the one, the other one. Like okay. I want to see the other. Okay, I think I've sent you or... a lot of them. Okay. Um, one of them is Malibu Rising. I haven't ever read it. Yeah. It's just okay. sitting there. Um, the Whispers. By Carrie Ashley. Soto pops up in Malibu Rising, and that's how you first okay. hear her, her name. And speaking of that, you are now fully invested oh, in tennis again. I am so invested in tennis again. I freaking loved it. We went. Me and John went out to um, a bar last night and watched um, Coco Golf win the win the U.S. Open uh, championship. That was fucking awesome. Like she's. 
19 years old. That's awesome. Uh, a black woman. Like, it was really, really cool to watch her do it. And, like, she's just a freaking phenom. It's ridiculous. And, like, to be an older, older woman, like, 10 years older than her. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. even think she's that much older. And she's Russian. So it's just like, yeah, USA, let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was great. I'm so, I'm, like, totally invested again. And I love it. I, I missed, I miss tennis a lot. I never played. I mean, for fun, I would play. Yeah. But um, I love watching it. Love, love, love watching it. And Carrie Soto is back. Totally got you right back into it. I was like, I need to start watching tennis again. I really do. So it's great. I love it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Shall we go to the? Oh, 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 before we right before we get into the the prologue, prologue, I wanted to say that I um, I think it was the punishings we were talking about with uh, where the hurricane was like they they. They use the hurricane coming as a justification for why people need to follow yes. in God's yes. their plan and yes. how it's supposed to be like that. And we had talked about maybe the opposite is true, and it's God's way of saying like "fuck you, stop listening mm-hmm. to it the way you're listening to it." Right. And Hurricane Idalia cruised over Florida. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was like that much destruction. I don't. I didn't really pay a lot of attention. It doesn't seem Basically, as bad as some that you've seen, right? I yeah. was just concerned how Disney fared. It's really what yeah. it boils down yeah. to. Um, and the people I love dearly that live in Florida, but <laughs> mostly Disney. Um, <laughs> but this hurricane, <laughs> my note was Hurricane Idalia. I must have seen. I, like, I don't really look at the news, but it must have been, like, one of the Apple News things that popped up that I was like, ah. Yeah. Uh, she definitely dropped a tree on the governor's mansion in Florida. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I was like, if that's not yeah. the wrath of God being like, you're a piece of... Yes, exactly. Oh, that's funny. Yes. That's really yeah. funny. I love that little... Thank you for bringing that little you snippet. You are welcome. I'm so glad because I did not hear about that. Yep. I love that. I love that. Fuck you, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. <laughs> Ron DeSantis, yeah. I, hope you, I hope you listen. <laughs> Yeah, maybe um, he lives right. in Iowa. With that, <laughs> let's go to our prologue. The prologue. The prologue. <laughs> um, okay, so Katie, we read Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. This was, I couldn't find, I don't know why, I just didn't kind of dig deep enough, but it, this was um, this was uh, published in the spring of 2022. This is Sh- uh, Shelby Van Pelt's debut novel, which is kind of crazy. I love when it's just like we're reading like a first book from yeah. somebody. Um she was born and raised in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting because it's the, you were the just backdrop. There I was and, just yeah. there. And it's the backdrop of this whole story. So it was kind of cool to like read it. And I was like, ah, I was, I was literally there in Seattle. Um, it's kind of cool. Um, I don't know if you felt this way the, the whole time you were reading it too, but like wondering if octopuses are really that smart. Apparently they are. Um, octopuses are the smartest. O- octopi? In, octopi. I so, always said octopi too, but it's not. It's octopuses. Yeah. No way. I swear to God, I looked it up on the internet. It's not okay. octopi, but I totally wrote octopi because I said, are octopi really this smart? I yeah. wrote, like, whatever. It says, octopuses are the smartest invertebrates. They can solve puzzles, recognize faces, uh, navigate mazes, open childproof bottles, among many other things. But, huh. like, how fucking crazy is that? I was to be reading, just, like, like, a smushy, mushy, mush, mush. Yes, but, like, actually have, like, the dexterity to do some of these mm-hmm. things without, like, opposable thumbs and fingers. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. And, like, recognizing faces, that's pretty bonkers. Like, there's a lot... We're going to get into, like, certain things in the yeah. book that happened that I was just like, no fucking way. I'm sorry. There's just no way. There's no way. But maybe, I don't maybe. know, I guess, I guess, I mean, maybe, I, maybe I didn't go deep, deep enough. I would love to know, like, if there was ever an octopus that, like, 
maybe that this is this was ba- that Marcellus is based on. You know like what I one mean? One that lived in an aquarium yes. somewhere that did all. That. Um. So with that, why don't you give our reader rundown? All right. After Tova Sullivan's husband died, she began working that night shift at the Sowell Bay Aquarium, mopping floors and tidying up. Keeping busy has always helped her cope, which she's been doing since her 18-year-old son, Eric, mysteriously vanished on a boat in Puget, Puget Sound mm-hmm. over 30 years ago. Tova becomes acquainted with curmudgeonly Marcellus, a giant Pacific octopus living at the aquarium. Marcellus knows more than anyone can imagine, but wouldn't dream of lifting one of his eight arms for his human captors until he forms a remarkable friendship with Tova. Ever the detective, Marcellus deduces what happened the night Tova's son disappeared, and now Marcellus must use every trick his old invertebrate body can muster to unearth the truth to her for her before it's too late. Shelby Van Pelt's debut novel is a gentle reminder that sometimes taking a hard look at the past can help uncover a future that once felt impossible. Did we make it to noon? We made it past noon. We made it past noon. Okay, it's time. What time is our, our what is our drink this today? This is um the octopus cocktail. I wonder why it's called that. Is it because I don't know, of the color of but, it? Because it looks very oh, Marcellus-like yeah, right now. Very, yep. It's yep. very Marcellus-like. Um, not the orange on the cover of the book, but it's more close. like an octopusy book. Yeah. Uh, octopusy Octopusy <laughs> cocktail. Anyways, um, I will tell you that I googled octopus cocktail, and there are a ridiculous amount of cocktails that actually have octopus in them. Oh, no. No, thank you. No. Hard pass. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Hard pass. So we skipped all those. Yeah. This is rum, orange juice... Pomegranate. It's supposed to be pomegranate juice, and we use just our alizé because I don't know what else I'm going to use it for. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fashion fruit and bitters and a little bit of club soda. Let's do it. Cheers. Let's do it. Cheers. Let's try this. R- refreshing. I mean, it's a drink. That's that's, that's the, a lot of rum. I think that's the nicest thing I can say about it. I mean, it's just it's kind of bland in all honesty. Yeah, I definitely taste the bitters. Um, I feel like it could. I, I feel like this this would actually benefit from a little grenadine. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna go get the grenadine, but I think it would. Like it, it actually could. tastes like a it very could. like. Uh, mm. So it's supposed to be in a snifter with just a little bit of crushed ice. I don't know. We we might have had a. We make it. We make it a cocktail that we sit here and sip for an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are we supposed to do? Like, <laughs> we made it and it's good, and we're gonna drink it. We're gonna drink it. We're, we're drink not gonna it. not drink it. Was there ever one that we didn't fully drink? I don't think so. I feel like even the scotch and the scotch no, we, we drank. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's go to the story, Katie. <laughs> the story. Um. Okay. So now that we're here, what did you think of this book, Katie? Um. It was enjoyable to read. It wasn't the, my favorite book that we've read. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't like uber captivating in exactly what you were saying about the book that you're reading right now. Yep. I wasn't like, oh my God, I need to hurry up and finish it. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. There were certain parts, again, that didn't seem very feasible, yes. but it was cute. Yeah. I, I and it was different. It was yeah. different. Yeah. I, I struggled with it. I struggled with it. It was, I, I read something, um, where did I see? I feel like it was somebody, I think it was on Goodreads. I kind of went back and was just like looking at some of the reviews because I was just like, there's so many five-star reviews yeah. for this thing. And I'm just like, am I am I missing something? Am I missing something? And it was just like the prose, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, the prose is kind of juvenile to me. Yep. It's not very, it's not very adult-like. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces in in this. And it doesn't really, in my opinion, it doesn't mesh really well. It's kind of odd. That's that's just the best way that I can put it. Um, I really liked that it flipped back and forth between Marcellus and Tova and yes. Cameron. Yes. And, but I, it, like, 
about halfway through, Marcellus kind of is like every fourth or fifth yes. or sixth. And well, I'm like, wait, let's go back to the octopus. Yes. Yeah. Like that, I, I think yeah. that was one of the most redeeming qualities of the book. And then it kind of. I, I think so too. Because clearly Marcellus is charming. Like Marcellus is a charming also, narrator. I read his sections in a British accent in my head That's for funny. whatever reason. That's funny. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if PN, the Pacific Northwest would... No, it really like, has zero bearing on where it actually happens. Yeah, I was just... I think yeah. I think just the, the... Maybe the actual prose of where it started. Darkness suits me. Each, yeah. each evening, I await the click of the overhead lights, leaving only the... And I can't even do a British accent. Yeah, right yeah. But, yeah, but it's, just, it's very, like, just, condescending uh, or pretentious. Uh, like, yes, I'm just yes. so over this. Yes. Like, like and, and um, I did... I really did like the opening chapter because I was very much like what the fuck is this leading to? Yep. Like, we're literally, like, the narrator is a fucking octopus. Like, yep. wh- what is this going to lead to? So I do, I liked the way that it opens, and then I liked the way that that scene um, ends because he's talking about what his lifespan is, and he's, like, you know, he's on day uh, 1,299 of his captivity, and an octopus typically only lives 1,460 days, which is so four, four years. So he's very close to he's the end. very close to the end, and that's why, like, that's, like, the whole impetus, basically, of this book is him deciding, before I die, I need to let Tova know, like, what happened. And and, and while you were reading the reader rundown, too, I was kind of like, that's not even really what the book is about. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really... He doesn't, A, he doesn't really know what happened to her son. Nobody knows what happened to her son, except we do find out, typically, we do kind of, in a way, roundabout way, find out what happened to him. Um, we just know that he has come across his remains in, in the water. Like, he has no and idea what happened like to him. not even, like, his bones, but more just, like, his sneakers sludge, and his basically. Yeah, 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 human sludge. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Um, and you know, one of, one of the things that and the key, the Did key, find the key, the key, that was one of the things that I was just like, no, no, there's no fucking way that this, that the octopus felt can... in a key several fucking years ago, left it, you know, on the bottom of the ocean and then now has Tova's key and, and feels, knows exactly feels, that knows the, the exact same. same rigidity of it and knows without a shadow of a doubt that it's the same. I was like, mm, I call bullshit on this. I'm pulling a bullshit card. <laughs> I don't know. But Maybe, I guess, if they can actually recognize faces. Like, I, I don't know. It's not that different from face, I guess. I guess not. I mean, it's got its own... It's It's got its own feel. Especially if and... you think about the fact that he probably hasn't seen that many keys. He's not looking... He's not comparing right. it to... Right, right, right. I, I guess that's true. The world. Yeah, yeah. But it was kind of a little stark when it was just like, I felt a key exactly like this one before. Yeah. And I, when I was... I saw human remains or yeah. something. It was just like, this is a little fucking weird. This is a little weird. And there was a point... There was a lot of points when I was just like, okay. Like, when and how are these stories going to converge? And I I figured at some, I, I guess I figured out at some point that, I don't remember exactly when I figured I that Eric it, was the dad of Cameron. I felt it was very predictable. I feel like yeah. I knew very early on yeah. when he basically said he didn't know who his dad was yeah. and she had lost a son. And yeah. I, it was like, oh, Adrienne seems like it's going to line up perfectly for that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And can we just talk about how fucking dumb the, uh, the people are? Like, yeah. like you didn't? Did you have to dumb them down so much to make the octopus seem smarter? Because yeah. it's like, h- how? How are you not re- putting these things together? Like he's talking about class of eighty nine. Your son was in class of eighty nine. You can't fucking put these things together. Yeah. Yeah. And you're telling me the whole time you know his last name. You have the yearbook because you went through the yearbook to find the pictures of whatever, and you 
don't recognize that her last name is, is the, the same, same as, as his, his last name. Yeah. It's not a fucking. It's not like a Smith. Smith. Like I mean, it's Casmore. Like what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I was just very much like. I can't, I can't understand how these people are under, yeah. aren't getting it. There was just a point where I was just like, okay, okay, of course you have to make it like a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. But there comes a point where it's just like, you literally just saw his license on the ground. You're seeing his last name. You're seeing when he yeah. was born. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, what more does this octopus have to do for you? Smack you across the face with his tentacle. It's content. so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Um, So <laughs> I had a really hard time with Chova. Because I feel like when I started the book, she was, like, 80 in my mind. Yeah. And then she we find lost out she's about son, 70. And then I was like, but she's, like, closer to 70, but, like, still. And then her full attachment with her house that she had grown up with, that her father had built. Yeah. And, and for her to just be like, I'm out. I'm I was out. really pissed off about that whole situation, too. I, I kept expecting her to change her mind and yes. she was not going to sell it. Yes. Not going to sell it. We I was fucking pissed. Sell it. Because now you have a grandson who is then going to have kids of his Family. own that he could have easily moved into this house with you, taking care of it. Mm-hmm. Like, the, there's so taking much... Taking care of you. There's but, so I mean, much about how beautiful this house is and her father built it. Yeah. And, like, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Which, I mean, the timeline of, of her selling it and deciding to sell it and then finding out that he was her grandson and she does change her mind and she's not going up to the fucking she's country not going club to the, yeah, yeah. I mean that is a life thing sometimes you make a decision and then you find out that Absolutely. shit if yeah. I had known that you were my grandson six months ago I never would have put my house yeah. on the market so yeah. I get that but at the same time I don't think the ink was actually dry at that point and it yeah. could have been like yeah scratch that I think there is a certain point that you're not able to you're not able to back, to back out, out of a out of sale contract. anymore. Yeah, there's. I don't know exactly when it is, but like there is a there is a point when it's just like, yeah, this is you a can't. done deal now. Like yeah. you can't just rescind and say, never mind. I just decided kidding. against I'm it. I'm not going in yeah. there. And I, the whole time, like she was, the whole time when she was going and signing the papers, I was like, don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it. Like yeah. don't do it. Yeah. I just it it frustrated me to no end. It frustrated me. Like I I was glad that she made that decision for herself to be like, I need help. You know, I need help. And living by myself isn't cutting it anymore. So and I me, don't have the the grandchildren. Yes, and the exactly. I have nobody to take yep. care of me. Um, but um, I so I I was glad that she had the agency for herself to to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And then I was glad that she had the agency to realize it wasn't the right decision for her. And never mind, I'm gonna you know. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, a lot of frustrating things happen in this book. So I think my issue, I just I I'm like I I was convinced that she was eighty, and then backing it down to seventy. But I feel like. Was it Ethan is the grocer guy? Yeah. I felt like he was only, like, 55 or something. He, I think he was... I think they... I, I feel like there were... I, I feel like I read that he was, like, a few years younger than her, th- than Tova. So I think he okay. was in his mid-60s. Mid-60s. I just felt like he 70. was, like... Th- th- I think that was my hardest issue was with the age range of, of everybody. And yeah. How old yeah. they were supposed to be and not, but... Yeah. Whatever. But, I mean, they, they beat over our heads... She beat over our heads that Cameron was thirty. Yeah, you know, like that was thirty years. Yeah, thirty years ago. Thirty. Yeah, it just kept. It, it was just like, okay, we fucking get it. We fucking get it now. We know how old he is. We know who he is. Like, you don't have to beat us over the head with it. It's all right. <laughs> all right. So the first thing that I actually have flagged um, is on page twenty-seven. I'm on page twenty for mine. Okay, go first. But, um, hang on. Let me just make sure. Uh, Mine's less about this book and more about the connection to a different book. So okay, okay. So hang on. I went. I want. I want to 
find where I... I'm sorry. I should have freaking... Um, she has the, this group of friends. They're called the Nitwits, which is so cute. I adored that name for yeah. them because I think it was so apropos yes. and that is exactly what they are. Yes. I, lo- I loved it. I loved it. So let me read a little bit about this because I I, um, I know exactly what I did. But uh, Tova knows how dearly Barb had loved her golden retriever, Sully, perhaps more than she loved her late husband, Rick. And in the space of a few months last year, she lost both. Tova wonders sometimes if it's better that way to have one's tragedies clustered together to make good use of the existing rawness. Get it over with in one shot. Tova knew there was a bottom to those depths of despair. Once your soul was soaked through with grief, any more simply... Any more simply ran off, overflowed the way maple syrup on Saturday morning pancakes always cascaded onto the table whenever Eric was allowed to pour it himself. Um, I liked that, 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 that's one of the night, like, when they're talking about prose, that's one of those things I actually yes. liked. Because it, it's, it, it is true. Like, it is like, you know, they always say sometimes, like, death comes in threes. In and it's like, yeah, and it's like, it's like, okay, I guess better to get all that grief and despair out in one shot than it is... To, to, start to get feeling, over it and start feeling yeah. better again, and then something else Slimes terrible right happens. Back to the yeah, yep. exactly. So I li- I liked that imagery there. I do too, especially because my Eric does the same fucking shit with his pancakes. With the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not just on Saturdays; it's every fucking week. <laughs> um. So mine is on page twenty-seven. I told you I read Mister Magic. One of mm-hmm. the characters in Mister Magic lives in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. So this part of this book. Um, we're learning about Cameron, who ends up being Tova's grandson, and he is living with, he lives with his um, his aunt, his mom's sister, because his mom basically became completely, like, drugged out and, and left, come to find out. I interpreted it that she watched Eric die and, or not, she was yeah, on, she she was on the die. boat with him, is my assumption. And then I feel like she went into deep, yes, depression. Despair, and it, yes, yeah. yeah. So he lives with his aunt. Daisy's Bob in the breeze of Aunt Jean's garden. She's also got some huge bush full of white flowers, a twinkle light veil-like thing in this water fountain that he knows runs on six double D batteries because she asked him to help her change them, it seems like, every time he comes over. And frogs. There are frogs everywhere. <laughs> Little cement frog statues with moss growing in the cracks, frog flower pots, a stars and stripes windsock waving from a rusty metal hook featuring three grinning frogs decked out in patriotic red, blue, and white seasonal frogs. So I just, first of all, I love frogs and I also have some yard decor that is frogs. Um, not as much as I want because people break them and they don't replace them because my, whatever, males. Anyways, uh, one of the main characters in, not main characters, one of the side characters in Mr. Magic, Mr. Magic also lives in a trailer park and mm-hmm. Same exact thing where it is completely the trailer is completely surrounded by frogs. Really, of decor nature. Really, that's yeah, funny. yeah. So I was just like, huh, I'm in a trailer park and you surround yeah. your house by frogs. So apparently that's a thing. Um, my grandmother lives in a in a in a trailer park and um, you know like a glorified trailer park. Basically, there are regular homes in it as well. But um, uh, she has always been ever since I was a kid. She has always been an owl person. So there's owls just all over. Her owls house. everywhere. It's like it's funny because what is that thing for you? Like, is there something for you that you have that you would you immediately see it and you buy it? Like, no. So I think that I've come to realize that it's one of those things that you make mention to somebody one time that you like it and, and they then start. That's, all that's they what buy happens. You. Yes. Okay. That's what happens. Okay. Yeah. 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 You make that makes sense too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I have noticed that, so the the woman that works for me, she really likes dragonflies. So I find myself drawn to drying, buying her dragonfly things. And I bought her like two and I'm like, I can't just always buy yeah. her dragonfly things. And I, I am very conscious of it because of yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's just like, you know, the like my friend Julia likes 
animal prints. So yep. like if I see a thing with animal print and it's like around her birthday, I'm like, okay, that's um, what I'm going to get her. Yeah, gonna yeah because like, she's going to like it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the hope. Or if she's yeah. just like, can you get, not give me like the, for a but lot of people. But she would tell you that if you yes. gave her another thing. That yes, she's exactly. Like, and for for me, a lot of people, if they see Harry Potter things, yep. they're going to get yeah. it for me. Like that kind of thing. And like, it was one of those things where it's just like, okay, I'm kind of over this now. You know, I love Harry Potter still, but like. I'm 40. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't need Harry Potter decor throughout exactly, your whole house. Exactly. But yes. it is one of those things, like, it's it's it really boils down to, like, the gift of things. Like, mm-hmm. I know that you like this, so yes. I'm going to buy you this. Right. But, like, the fact that all of these things exist, you would never buy all of those things for right. yourself. So right. it's exactly. essentially just a way, a mechanism for somebody who knows you to buy you something to that they you think you're going to really exactly. like. Yeah, yeah. It's, and especially Which, when... all of that shit doesn't actually need to exist because really all you're doing is just... Mm-hmm. going around in a circle of buying s- s- uh, whatever <laughs> you know what I mean down in a I hole do. I do know what you mean um yeah it's uh it's interesting um I'm, I'm curious I, I guess that's what I would think that people mostly look at or that or, or books in general you yeah. know what I mean it's yep. just like oh Sarah likes this kind of book yeah. and you know whatever. I like books I like puzzles I get um, them all and I love them don't so, stop buying me books and puzzles, anybody. Don't stop buying me books and puzzles. But it's also, funny. gift cards to both of those places works. Wonderful. That's really funny that you say that my mom is possibly going to stop over because she has some puzzles she wants to, like, oh, nice. get rid of. And she's like, if you don't want them, that's fine. I'll just bring them out to look for you to look at. And um, if not, then I'll just donate them or whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, the know. puzzle world blew up with COVID. And now I think yes. everybody has an excess amount of yes. puzzles. I actually have a puzzle... I have a um, a Van Gogh puzzle of Starry, Starry Night that I haven't started yet. And, like, that's that's going to be my winter project, I yeah. think. Um, because I really want to do that puzzle. <laughs> I just, it's going like, to be fun and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, It's going to be, like, slightly frustrating. Yeah, so 100%. But, but I, I love that shit. And it'll be beautiful. How shit. big is it? Um, it's a thousand, I think. Mm. I typically don't go over a thousand. I think yeah. I think that's excessive. Anything over a thousand <laughs> is fucking excessive. That's insane to me. And I won't go. I typically won't go under a thousand either. Yeah. Like if it, if I'm gonna keep it and it's something that I really want and I'm gonna keep it, it's a thousand. It's a thousand pieces. What do you do? That that yeah. yeah. I've seen people do two thousand. I'm like, why? I have one two thousand one that I did. It was um, it's Pixar. So yeah. and it's fucking huge. And yeah. it's like all these uh diamonds of pixar scenes and from all the pixar movies yeah and i thoroughly enjoyed doing that one yeah but it was it like the actual physical size of it was massive yeah and it was like you can't just sit it at a table because it takes up the whole fucking table yeah Yeah. and then you have the problem of the pieces like being able to where are you going to put the fucking pieces of the puzzle because you can't just have them sitting there just in a box and i just take a handful and i look through as i was going through the handful and be like nope that's just red so you're oh that's this person's guy Um, i have a puzzle table so do i now i just got it yeah yeah yeah, i have a puzzle table so it's got drawers in it and i'll typically try to like kind of separate things that i think might go together Mm -hmm. and put them in the same drawer and then i'll go around the table and i'll pull out the drawer and And i'll like shuffle through. Yeah. I'm an I I love that we're talking about puzzles right now. I'm a like I don't know if you're like this too, but I'm a very um um I don't know the word I'm trying to think of, but I like I literally look at a puzzle piece and like every which way and I'm just like where would the, I'll look at the box and I'll be like where would this go? I'm yes. like 
laser focused and I can typically pinpoint where exactly that thing is going. And then you find that yes. on the board. Yes. yes That's exactly. exactly how I do my puzzles. Yeah. I think it's like, it takes a lot of time and some people are very fun because some other people are just like, they try little things and I'm just like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? You're just going crazy. Like, Stop analyze it. it. Analyze it. That's what I, the word yeah. I was looking for. Analyze. Yeah. I'm an, a puzzle analyzer. I'm just like, yes. mm, mm. and then yep. I like line it up on the box. But there are people that will take like, let me just have the pile of white and I'm just going to sit here and spin the pieces around yeah. until I make the connection mm-hmm. to the pile of white stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> can't you just look at it and see like that one's got to mm-hmm. go this way. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Um, what's your next next thing? My next thing is uh, I have a note. It's really just about when she met the cat that wandered in. Yeah. The gray cat, which I, I appreciate a cat just like showing up and being like, I live here now, bitch. Yes, I know. Um, a small part of me was just like, is this Lars her? Um, her brother. Yeah, because her brother had just passed. Hmm, I didn't I, think it, of that. It was like in the same midnight of the Blackberry Cafe. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm actually was... in in a point. I'm on page 39 when she has or she has found out that her brother has passed, and people are like, you know, keep giving coming her casseroles. Up. And I love um, casseroles. okay, so I'm going to read a little bit. I love casseroles too, uh, especially when I don't have to cook it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, had she and Lars ever been close, Toba is certain they were once, as children certainly, as young adults mostly. Lars stood alongside Will, both in gray suits, at Toba and Will's wedding. At the reception, Lars gave a lovely speech that made everyone's eyes mist over, even their stoic fathers. For years afterward, Toba and Will spent every New Year's Eve at Lars, Lars' house, in um, at Lars's house, sorry, in Ballard, eating rice pudding and clinking flutes at midnight, while little Eric slept under a crocheted blanket on the Davenport. But things started to change after Eric died. Once in a while, one of the nitwits probes Tova, asking what happened between her and Lars, and Tova says nothing, really. And this is the truth. It happened gradually. No blowout argument, no fist shaking or hollering. One New Year's Eve, Lars phoned Tova and informed her that he and Denise had other plans. Denise, his wife, for a time anyway. When they would come, when they would come for dinner, Denise was fond of loitering around the kitchen sink while Tova was up to her elbows in subs, insisting in suds, insisting that she was there if Tova needed to talk. Well, it's not a crime for her to care about you, even if you don't know her well, is what Lars said when Tova registered her annoyance. After that fizzled New Year's. At New Year's, there was a skipped Easter luncheon, a canceled birthday party, a Christmas gathering that never made it past the we should uh, we should get together state of planning. The year stretched into decades, turning siblings to strangers. Cl- clearly, that struck home for me. Yeah. Um, because of recent things and um I just just like the the like increasing waning of like uh close relationships. Yeah. As you grow up, as you get older, as you grow up, like the people that were in your life and meant something to you, it doesn't always continue on. And that's sad, but it's part of life at the same time. Right. And it's exactly that, where it's not like something massive happened. You didn't right. have a huge blowout. Right. It, you just, your life paths start diverging. Yes. And yeah, it, it would be great to see you again. Yeah, we should hang out. Yeah, yeah, we should hang out. And I know that that happened a lot with me and a lot of my friends when when you had kids. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, it's it's that much harder. Yep. And my college roommate, yep. she lives between me and you. Like, I pass her freaking road yeah. every time I'm coming here. Yeah. And I adore her. And we had a lot of fun together in college. And we constantly are talking. Like, Jen? We should, yeah. yeah. We, should, we need to do this. We should get together. We should do yeah. this. It just doesn't happen. Yep. yep. Um, and I don't... It, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. But it's 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 uncomfortable and I, yeah. if happening with siblings is sad but also fucking put your hands in the dishwater and help her fucking with the dishes right, that's what right, she wants exactly. she doesn't need to yeah. talk she wants you to fucking yeah. help her it just it reminded me of that that i don't know if i'm gonna get the quote right but um you know some people come into our lives for a season others for a reason or something, yeah, something like that, like that. Some, somewhere yep. along those and it's just it's just that you know 
just because you're you're close with somebody for a certain time and and you they mean something to you doesn't mean it can continue on into like different life life changes mm-hmm. and whatever and that's okay sometimes yep. like it's sad and it sucks but it's life and you deal with it yep. that is it is what it is um so i liked i that was another one of those like you know the losses the losses being clustered into one and um very similar kind mm-hmm. of and it was very close in the book as well so yeah. All right. My next thing uh, that I have flagged is on page 71, and it goes to the part of this book that I did very much like, is that she would drop these little, like, slightly awkward sexual innuendos drop in, like the fact that Cameron's aunt has chlamydia because yes. of Wally in yeah. the, in the yeah. trailer park. There's, like, whatever. a freaking outbreak yeah. in the trailer park. <laughs> which I feel like I've heard that that happens in retirement mm-hmm, communities, mm-hmm. which is just fucking hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it like, does. I, just gross, but funny. So this one, um, it starts on page 70. Uh, Tova is actually touring her uh, where... So Lars was at Charter Village, which is where um, Tova is planning, planning on going. Planning to go, yes. Yeah. So she's on the tour. Uh, from the front desk, there's a gaggle of voices. Some folks assembling for a tour of the facility, looks like. The woman leading the group wearing a gray suit and a sleek amber ponytail addresses the small cluster in a clear, confident voice. Welcome to Charter Village, where happy endings are our specialty. <laughs> And I definitely laughed out loud because it's yeah. a retirement community, so people typically go there and die. But that's the double, they also go for double fun entendre. Too. They also um, go for fun. They yep. wanna, yeah, they want to, yep. you know, like, it, and that's one of those things, like, a lot of the times it's like people, um, you know, just because you're old doesn't mean you don't enjoy sex and don't uh, enjoy getting right. with somebody and, and connection and, you know, yeah. whatever. And it can and even be endings. more fun like that because... Because there's no, there's, there's no ties. No, Nobody's you don't have married. to. You don't You're have all to do widowed. Or um, divorced. So I want to read a quick. Um, it, it'll it'll take me quick, but one of the um, day one thousand three hundred and eight of Marcellus's captivity. It's on page sixty six. Uh, the seahorses are at it again. The humans display shock and excitement as though this were a surprise. I assure you it is not. The seahorses spawn at the same time every year. I have witnessed four of their breeding cycles during my captivity here. There will be hundreds of seahorse larvae, thousands perhaps. They begin a cl- they begin as a cloud of eggs and over several days transform into a clump of wiggling limbs bearing no resemblance to their parents. In fact, they look like small versions of the sea worms that prowl the sands of the main tank. It is fascinating how a freshly born creature can be so unlike its creator. Obviously, this is not the case with humans. I have observed humans at every stage of life, and they are, at all times, undeniably human. Even though the human baby is helpless and must be carried by, carried by its parents, no one could mistake it for anything else. Humans grow from small to large and then sometimes recede again as they approach the end of their lifespan. But they always have four limbs, 28 digits, two eyes on the front of their head. 20, 20, I you did. I'm like, wait, 20 what? Digits, 20 digits, two eyes on the front of their heads. Their dependence upon their parents is unusually prolonged. Certainly, it makes sense that the smallest children require assistance with the most basic of tasks. Eating, drinking, urinating, defecating, their short stature and clumsy limbs make these activities difficult. But as they gain physical independence, oddly, their struggle continues. They summon mother or father at the slightest need, an untied shoelace, a sealed juice box, a minor conflict with another child. Young humans would fail abysmally in the sea. <laughs> I do not know how a giant Pacific octopus spawns. How might how might my larva look? Are we shapeshifters like seahorses or humdrum like humans? I suppose I shall never know. I really just loved that. And I, I, yes. I, I loved that because, like, humdrum, the humdrumness yeah. of humans. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
we look the really same. we look we are we like are. we look the same we have the yeah. same problems all the time he's right like we are our chill our spawn like depend they on never us fucking through life. stop saying mom yeah yes <laughs> ever yes, exactly or want something or yeah. need something or, or asking hungry. for something yes it's so it's it's funny because um I just when he said humdrum like humans I actually wrote down the humdrumness of humans yeah. <laughs> like I thought that was funny and cute. I'm glad you mentioned that though because that brought up something that I didn't even make a note of, mm-hmm. uh, but it bothered me multiple times throughout the book, and I actually had gone back. So he Marcellus and Tova both make mention multiple times to him only having one eye. And I went back to the beginning and kind of skimmed through the first few chapters trying to figure out. I know he was there because he was injured, that he was in the aquarium because he was injured at some point. I couldn't find a part where it said that he only had one eye. I think octopuses only have one eye. I don't think they do though. Like I can. Can we Google that? Can we Google or, or producer or Chris? Producer Chris, can you can you jump in here and let everybody know whether or not octopuses only have one eye? I feel like every time I've seen an octopus, it's only one eye. It's like a cyclops. Okay, I can picture them like that, but then like your little toy has two eyes. But exactly, <laughs> and Dave from the Minions movie, not Minions, Penguins movie, he's got two. Well, he's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Because they, you're right. They do mention him being injured, like he was missing a, a an part arm, of it, I part think. of his arm. But yeah. then they grow back. They grow back. Sure, yeah, just yes. like starfish. Yeah, sea stars, which apparently they're called sea stars now. Oh, starfish. interesting. Yeah. Really? Oh. I didn't know that. Okay, okay. I mean, they're not really fish, so I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Anywho, just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> My next thing <laughs> isn't until page 189. So what do you got? Oh, I've got 186, and um. I'm basically, again, this is when he's, like, Marcellus has now come into contact with both Tova and Cameron. Cameron. And it's so, it it just, this is where, this is where my freaking, like, mind started to go, like, no, this can't be, this can't be. So, okay, he's talking about the former cleaning woman and her replacement, they walk alike. Yeah. Uh, there is also the heart-shaped dimple that sits un- unusually low for such a fe- such a feature on each of their left cheeks and the greenish golden flecks in each of their eyes, the toneless manner in which they both hum while they mop. Quite annoying, to be honest, although the whir of my pump muffles it merc- mercifully. <laughs> Circumstantial, you say, with a dismissive wave. Con- coincidental, hereditary works in strange ways. You point to the diapelganger phenomenon, nearly identical humans of no relation born on opposite sides of the world. You know, as do I, that the woman, the woman has no surviving heir. You know her only child died 30 years ago. You know, too, of her grief, grief that has molded her life, grief that for the time for the time being drives her into seclusion eventually i fear it may drive her to something worse um this is where this is where my mind went really really you couldn't tell like you really look alike you act alike you're both happy doing this this. yeah that annoyed me that annoyed me i was just very much like how is she not she literally like you're looking at pictures of your son constantly i get like you're talking about someone who's nearly now now 10 years plus older than like your son was than your son was the last time you saw him but please tell me that you're not like he's i i just i guess i don't Mm -hmm. get how you would look at him and not just be like wow he really looks a lot like my son you know what he reminds me of eric he reminds me of eric a lot wow he kind of looks like him yes wait he's 30 yeah, what? he's 30 and his yeah. mom was here and at yeah. the school. And yeah. like, for some reason, I did not put that two and two together when I was looking at the fucking yeah. yearbook. It really frustrated me. It really frustrated me. But and also the fact that like, you know, an octopus is figuring this out. And like, I did say that they can recognize faces, but can they like do it in that kind of way? I where it's know. like I, I can tell those people are related to each I other. I didn't know octopuses could be outside the water for a certain amount of time and yeah. not die. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Um, I do... I, 
Cameron, I had an issue with him. I didn't, was not a huge fan of the whole Simon Brinks storyline at I, all. No, because it was annoying. It was it, dumb. It was stupid. Like, he's not your dad. Like, he didn't know that. He's going in there very optimistically. Yeah. He really wants it to be him. Yeah. He's got, like, I a did pager. like how that paid off. I did like how that story The story paid at off. the end with Simon actually being like, I made this yes. fucking yes. bar for They were mom. best friends. And, yeah, yeah. I did like that. I would have liked it and appreciated it if he was still friends with Daphne and he still had ties to her and he knew how to get in contact with her. I felt well, like... He said, what well, I haven't seen her in a couple years, right? Yeah. Or whatever. I, and yeah. I think that's where I was kind of like... Ugh. Yeah. Annoyed with it. Yeah. But Cameron was very flip-floppy. Like, he'd be a great worker, and he's super smart, but then he's just like, nope, I got fired again. Yeah. Nope, I don't care. I don't yeah. get fired again. And I'm yeah. like, can you, can you just, like, not... Yeah. I, and that was, that was frustrating, too, because for me, I guess, it, it, I guess it's trying to, like... It's trying to... <sighs> It's trying to paint him as a person who has no no ties anywhere yet. Like, no place to really stay. And no like, home. No home, basically. Yeah. You know, I mean, Which yeah. Which he doesn't. Of he's course he has Jean, his aunt. But he's not trying to move in there because she's a fucking exactly. hoarder. Exactly. Yeah. And a whore. <laughs> no, it's just Wally. <laughs> no, I know. Because then they, she ends up going on the cruise with him. But I did, I did love how, like, he was very much, like... I'm going to pay her back every dollar plus interest. Yes, that that she was true. Gave, gave I, and I'm me. glad he did. I felt like he was going to flake out yeah. on that. Mm. Um, the RV purchase. I totally understand his logic behind buying that. But yeah. I was like, how are you going to buy a fucking yeah. RV for yeah. $1,200? Yeah. And, and she just gave you $2,000 yeah. and now you're going to live. Like I, that was, that was a choice for me that I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Just buy a regular car. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep in the car if you have to. Just buy a yeah. fucking thousand dollar car yeah. if you're gonna spend any money or whatever. Like, why? Why an yeah. RV that is clearly fucked up? And like, I totally had this mental picture of basically a pickup truck with like one of those yeah. cabs off the back where yeah, it's like. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I know it's not exactly what he said at all, but it, I it, that's had what I was like. I had the picture of um. I had extended a extended camper cab on the back. It was very no for me. It was Breaking Bad, which you haven't nope. never seen, but. In the beginning of Breaking Bad, they buy an RV to cook meth in, and like they go out to the desert, and, like where pe- nobody comes by or whatever, and just make meth in this freaking RV. RV. Yeah. So that's what I was picturing, and because you know he, I mean he even mentioned like you know the the mattress smelling like piss, like yeah. the guy just pissed all over this mattress or whatever. I'm just like what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, could, did you really need to spend your money on that? Yeah. Like, I feel like you didn't have to. No. I feel like you no. didn't have to. It not with really the dumb. not with the option that it probably wasn't even going to get you the rest of the way that you needed to yeah. go. But. Yeah, it was really, it was really dumb. Whatever. Um, my next thing isn't until page two hundred and ninety-eight, right, and so I bet you, I bet I you have, flagged the same thing. Uh, I do have two ninety-eight. Yes. yes, you do. Of course I do. I'm surprised <laughs> that you do. Actually. I <laughs> But my first one is on one eighty-nine, and I, um, I wanted to know your thoughts on this, and I think I have this right. Okay. So he is in Seattle. I believe or nope he's in so will they cameron still can't seem to wrap his head around the shape of the sea here it's like a monster with hundreds of long fingers is gripping the edge of the continent tendrils of deep blue cutting channels through the dark green countryside in every unexpected way he finds himself constantly surprised by the presence of the water on the left side of the car then around a curve and on the right side then over one bridge after another how many times can a person cross the same body of water as ethan drives along a never-ending two-lane road the shoulders speckled by beach shops and gas stations and shabby looking little restaurants that don't inspire confidence in the fish and chips plan so i 
very much liked that visualization of essentially like the ocean is on all its tributaries are just coming mm-hmm. into the sea and the country the land, and, yeah. and yeah. The, the the twistiness of it all and i yeah. wanted to know if you had actually experienced that and could visualize it from your trip no no because we were much more in inland inland, okay. inland. i mean like you know clearly i think i think puget sound does connect to the ocean somewhere like it somehow but it's still very like i never saw okay. the like the ocean okay. on, on the trip anywhere um not that i can recall um other than and i don't even know like when we took the train up from when we took the train from Seattle to Vancouver, that's probably the closest thing I would think. Yeah, we like yeah. I looked out. I was looking out the window like the entire time. I, you know, I was reading my book and I'm looking out the window. And you're just seeing like mountains and water on one side. And yeah, it is very like um, picturesque and, and gorgeous. Okay. And like Washington is a phenomenally be- beautiful state, like so green because it's always it's raining rains. there, which it didn't rain a single time that I was there. But um, yeah, it, it's a phenomenally beautiful state. And um, yeah, I could easily picture that. I just unfortunately didn't get, didn't get that theme. Yeah. I, I appreciated that she likened it to a, like a sea monster, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, we're talking about a, yep. an octopus a whole yeah. bunch of times. Like a crack, I, like yeah, a crack in or something. Yeah, just kind of like sneaking yeah. its way into gravity. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. I did like that. Um, so, Katie, why don't you... So, page you, 298. Yeah, why don't you take us to page 298? <laughs> Where is it on the page? Uh, the on the right, there's a staircase that only goes up. Directly ahead on the back wall, there's an elevator, and Cameron notices that it has call buttons for both up and down. Michelle had said to take the elevator to the basement. Down the rabbit hole, he says to himself as the elevator dings. <laughs> and there it is. It's been a few books. We haven't had a we, Alice in Wonderland reference. I think you didn't find one in the last one, The I Punishing. so. Was The Punishing uh, the last Killer one? of the Flower Moon? Killer no, that was definitely, yeah, definitely not. not. No, definitely not. You're absolutely right. Um, You're right. The Punishings. Nope. Hmm. Interesting. Nope, nope, okay. Nope, nope. All right. Yeah. And I, mean, I think that the subtle not... man, I dragged, dragged one where he was talking about somebody being mad. And then this time tomorrow is the last one that was really obvious. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that's a pretty obvious one right there. Yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, yeah. even I caught that one. Yeah. It smacked me over the head. Yep. Like she's Which, not subtle. She's no. not subtle. <laughs> I do want to say that I appreciate the fact that it wasn't just... I don't know. I like it when somebody references down the rabbit hole and it's it's like the beginning of something. You have no idea what the fuck is going to happen. Right. 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 Cause, exactly. Because that's, Cause that's how what it exactly was. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I only have one more one more flag here. I'm and flip to the right page of my notebook. I'm like, Dick Gregg. Who the hell is that? <laughs> that, was, that was the last book. <laughs> um, yeah. I only have one more flag here. What do you what do you got? You got anything? No. Nope. Okay. So I liked, I really liked the end of, I did like the end of this book when everything comes together and ties together and they finally fucking figure it out. Like, duh. Um, you know, like we've been smacked over the head with it, but apparently they couldn't figure it out. My favorite part about the end is that Marcellus, she takes Marcellus and lets him out. So I'm, so I'm going to read this. Gonna that's where okay, I'm at. Good. So, um, Marcellus is this, this is his last chapter and it says day one of my freedom. Um, at first I sink like a cloud bundle of flesh. Uh, I think like a cold bundle of flesh. Why can't I read today? 
My arms no longer function. I am a chunk of jetsam flung into the sea on a, a comatose journey toward the seafloor. Then, with a twitch, my limbs awaken and I am alive again. I do not say this to give you false hope. My death is imminent, but I am not dead yet. I have time enough to bask in the vastness of the sea, a day or two perhaps to revel in, in, in darkness, dark like the bottom of the seafloor. Darkness suits me. After my release, I swam away from the rocks with haste. Soon there was a drop-off, down, 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 into the depths, the bowels of the sea, where no light reaches. Where once as a juvenile, I found a key, where I return now to lie with a long, disintegrated bones of a beloved son. I will be honest, this is not how I expected our time together to end. For nearly four years, I was held captive, and not a day passed when I did not ruminate on my own death. Certain I would expire within the four glass walls of that tank. I never imagined I would know the freedom of the sea again. How does it feel, you ask? It is comfortable. It is home. I am lucky. I am grateful. I'm going to cry. Um, but what will become of my replacements? Or my replacement? Soon, Terry will begin cleaning and remodeling my tank. He will make no attempt to conceal these activities from the view and pu viewing public. The sign he tapes on the gla glass will read, Under construction, new exhibit coming. I stopped at her barrel on my journey out, climbed up the side to peek at her. She is young and badly injured, terrified, naturally. But this new octopus will have a friend, one that I did not have until the very end. Tova will make sure she is happy, and I would trust Tova with my life. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I did trust her with my life more than once, just as I trusted her with my death. Humans, for the most part, you are dull and blundering, but occasionally you can be remarkably bright creatures. First of all, I love that you're crying about a part of this book. Second, oh, of but all, I didn't really like that much. But like that, when I read that, I was just like, "Wow, okay, that is you know, a, a just a great part of this book." Um, and I loved that the remarkably bright creatures of the, the title book is humans. Is humans. Uh, yeah. Um, that's where, like, that was just, like, for me. I was like, wow, that's really sweet. I love that. <laughs> I love that you like that because I, I hated that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the part of the book. I hated that Remarkably Bright Creatures was not actually about octopuses. But... I mean, but here's the thing. Of course it was as well. Yeah. Like, but yeah. it was coming from him where, yeah. you know, Marcellus is like, he, he made this one friend. He made this, he found this one human that wasn't that on the he drum. trusted. Yeah, yeah that yep. he trusted and loved and loved him. And, you know, and like, um, I don't know. It was really special. Okay, my son is calling me. Can we pause for one second? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, we're back. Sorry about that. <laughs> this might be a terrible segue because who the fuck knows what we were talking about. I don't about. remember. I know we were talking about the last, the last, like that last, um, I also wanted to point out really quickly, like how it started, you know, each, each of his chapters always started day something with of my count. captivity yep. and then he gets to end it with, with day, day one, one of my of, freedom. Yes. And it was like, he was counting down the days, but now it's like, almost like it doesn't matter anymore. I'm, I'm home. starting over. I know that I'm going to die. I know that it's coming. Um, but it doesn't matter. But it matter. is nice to return home to die. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, that the cover was, is absolutely beautiful. Which it is I, very pretty. We should have started with that. I know. It I, is very pretty. The octopus only has one eye, but it looks like it could have one on the other side. I'm just saying. See, I think that that's his beak, to be honest with you. I think that's his beak. Oh, yeah. It looks like his beak or his eye. <laughs> but I think the beak. beak is underneath. Isn't the beak, like, underneath? I have no idea. I don't know what the anatomy of an octopus looks like. Why I really the fuck? Don't. We need to not. fucking look one up. Like, why? <laughs> why are we so dumb? Like, what? Why the fuck? Um, Katie, I think that's all that I have to say on this book. That's really all I have to. All right, let's go to the um, epilogue. I almost said prologue. <laughs> <laughs> the epilogue. So, um, what yeah. are we reading next? We are reading the uh, final in the trilogy of his Dark Materials. We are reading. Um, uh, Amber Spyglass by Philip Pullman. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. 
Um, I took it out of the bottom of my pile. I put it on top. Uh, no, I just moved it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I haven't started it yet. I'm probably going to end up starting it. If not today, then probably tomorrow or e- easily sometime early this week. Yeah. I'm so excited to read it again. It's only going to be my second time reading it. And it's probably my favorite of the series. You definitely said the last time that it is your favorite. So yes. it yeah. should be your favorite. Yeah. I, it, I'm i I'm very excited to have you finish this trilogy with me and like it's so fun to be like okay this is three of my favorite books in, in the land yeah and that we get to read them together and talk about mm-hmm. it and i'm so excited i can't wait to fucking gush about it like <laughs> as, on our next episode i'm so excited about that so that is what we are reading um we have i've got to update our list and put it up there on instagram because yes, it's been a while I think we have a bunch that are the since the last time you posted yes. it yeah it's been it's been a little while i think um so i'll post up, up post up that and then so you can find us there on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm not calling it X still uh, at to be read pod. I actually saw a tweet that it said yesterday or the day before. Like I like the fact that we collectively all agree that it's still called Twitter. It's still Twitter. It ain't yeah. it anything. <laughs> it's still Twitter.com too. Like it's not like that's changed. Uh, yeah. You still have to go to Twitter.com to get there. Like the guy's a fucking idiot. Like he's a fucking idiot and cringy and cringy and cringy. The cringiest in the all of land. Um, so yeah, keep, keep a lookout on our socials for that. And obviously you can follow, uh, find our podcast on Apple and Spotify. Um, and please, please, please join us next time. When we make your to be read pile one book shorter. Bye everybody. Bye. To be read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willie. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turrow. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa.